Hello and welcome to our 10th episode of Ben and Benji do the news. Can we, can you believe we made it to 10? 10? No, I realised then when you told me, but sound effects <laughs> all the bells and whistles here yeah. so yes we've made it to 10 episodes of the podcast um and uh we may as well keep going because why not yeah some people seem to like it and probably many more don't but hey <laughs> so what um, tells us <laughs> um, anyway how have you been this week ben you good yeah, not too bad. Been flat out with work, really, and suffering from chronic hay fever. But other than that, all good. I mean, you've been you've been a busy boy, as I've seen. Yeah, yeah. So we launched the Love Island show, which has been a bit of fun, getting to grips with TikTok. And then just as things were taken off, taking off, I uh, got pinged into self-isolation for seven days. <laughs> so, uh... so you'll be sitting right there for the next week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, absolutely. Just before we get into the podcast, I want to make a quick shout out to Courtney Poachin, not Courtney Pouchin, as we called her in the, no, last, no. <laughs> in the last podcast, not a French doppelganger. Uh, for those of you who heard our story about, uh, what was it about? It was about, it was a Reddit tale from the Mirror Online. Oh yes, about the unnamed the groom. Unnamed groom. <laughs> the unnamed groom from the unnamed source. <laughs> who? <laughs> unnamed story. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> By the named journalist. Um, she said to us, thanks for the bizarre mention. I'm sure this won't be the last time one of my weird articles makes the cut. I like that. Uh, so for future reference here, for future reference, it's pronounced poaching. Sadly, not quite so fancy in French, but say la vie. Um, and we say to you, Courtney, excuse our faux pas. Uh, <laughs> is that that's our first newspaper audio correction isn't it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is us printing a correction yeah. last week we referred to Courtney <laughs> yeah it wouldn't work in print but thank god for our slightly bonkers um podcast um so uh Courtney please do keep listening and we'll ki- keep mispronouncing your name um on to business um can I kick off this week yeah go for it um, so I know this is slightly against the rules, um, but I would like to revisit a story. Okay. Is this an update? It is an update. Oh, excellent. Okay. Okay. I think you might know this one, but if you don't, it's a cracker. Okay. So um, remember we were talking about Wally um, getting, potentially getting deported? Yeah. Well, this story's taken quite an interesting turn. Um, so basically, uh, this from Will Humphreys, the Southwest correspondent for the Times yesterday, yeah. um, a life coach has been sent to the Isles of Scilly to help improve relations <laughs> between Wally the Walrus and locals. <laughs> I'll take it he's going to be coaching the locals, not the walrus. <laughs> well, I can't really work it out by this piece, actually. Um, so Lizzie... La Balestier specialises in helping her clients develop compassion for yourselves, others, and the planet through interacting with a Cornish coastline. Well, that's basically what Wally needs, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, this is going to end beautifully. Um, so the piece reads, the focus of her efforts doesn't normally weigh a ton or have a bristly moustache and a habit of sinking fishing boats. That's to say, they are not usually Cornishmen. 
Am I going to upset some people? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> um, and um, I'm coming. My main observation so far in this piece is this is all part of this country's softly, softly approach to immigration. You know, because <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's like they threatened to deport him last week, which was kind of a bold move considering that he was in the sea and that's mm. not how things tend to work. Yeah. Um, and this week they've gone, oh, no, nah, we're not going to we're not going to deport you. We're just going to send in a life coach. Um, so so there's some there's some great kind of quotes in this um well i mean first of all he this week he crushed the handrail and central console of a hire boat he climbed aboard before leaving behind a present of digested shrimp oh god <laughs> uh, um and liz la Balestier couldn't sound more like a life coach really she says it hasn't helped his cause um, there's been a lot of negativity from a small number of the population, but it's not the case for the whole of the Isles of Scilly. The, raise, the rage has reduced slightly from when he was destroying boats last week, and they now understand it can be sorted out. It can't be sorted out in a couple of minutes, right? Okay, um, they've got to work at the relationship. Exactly, exactly. Right. So she's very sort of measured. Um, and one boat worker who wished to rem remain anonymous put in... <laughs> Some people want to shoot him and some want to cuddle him, but he seems to survive. I think they should just leave him in peace, but I'm not allowed to say that. <laughs> Amazing. He's the Marmite of sea creatures, isn't he? <laughs> someone to cuddle him, someone to shoot him. <laughs> he's like Boris Johnson, isn't he? <laughs> but he still yeah. seems to survive. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they've got the digested shrimp in common. <laughs> <laughs> well, they were both recently spotted off the Cornish coast. <laughs> and, and to be fair, if I saw Wally and um, Boris on the same coast, I'm not sure I would be able to tell the difference. <laughs> One would be awkwardly wearing an England shirt over a suit and the other has more style. <laughs> ben and Benji do the news, sponsored by the Conservative Party. This is not a party political broadcast. <laughs> I'm voting walrus in the next election. <laughs> yeah, I think we might get more done. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. I have a feeling this story is just going to keep coming back. I want I want regular Wally updates. It's a real summer story, <laughs> isn't it? You know, it screams of August. Yeah, definitely. Definitely silly season. Well, well, I'm quite surprised, actually, that the Daily Star haven't sent one of their reporters down there with a net and, uh, and, and a hat, you know, to, to try and catch him. Yeah, or some sort of, yeah, some sort of gift basket or something. I think that will be when they finished all of the Euros sexual puns, which they seem to be enjoying on their front page at the minute. I think that's probably what they've got. There like that. <laughs> yeah. Can someone get the net out? Yeah. Got a little job for you. Are you familiar with Cornwall? <laughs> We've all been there, oh, haven't no. we? Yeah. 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 Oh, God. A little job always means... This is awful and shit, but you're doing it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Actually, well, I want to take this opportunity um, to throw this out to any tabloid reporters, past and present, who might be listening to this, who've got an example of a little job that a news editor's approached them about. Um, because, um, and it'd be great to hear about it on social media, I think. I mean, I once had to dress up as the milk tray man 
um, oh, and wow. uh, stand stand near Tower Bridge, um, doing lots of ridiculous po- ridiculous poses. Uh, but that was out yeah. of choice. That wasn't for work. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that, I was just going to say that's how you spend your weekends most most weeks. <laughs> I just had a decent photographer this time, yeah. uh, and then a snapper from the paper. Uh, <laughs> take it away, Ben. Um, so yeah, I'm going to take you to my first story, Benji. And weirdly, and this I promise to the listeners is a complete coincidence, but this is also from Cornwall and also (laughs) reminds me of a previous story so that just shows how in sync we are um but yeah this story reminded me of a previous episode Benji do you remember that boy in Spain who started digging a hole in his back garden after a row with his parents because they wouldn't let him wear a tracksuit into the local village (laughs) which one we've all done it (laughs) we've all been there the one that is now 20 and that tantrum hole has turned into a kind of weird flat um Well, say what you like about that lad. He was really good at digging. But the guy in this story, not so much. So remember when you were a kid and you're on the beach and you just used to like dig a bit of a hole and and play in it, play in the sand, bury your feet, that kind of stuff, right? All good, innocent childhood fun. Well, imagine an 18-year-old man doing that. Slightly disturbing, sure, but whatever, right? And that's what happened in Newquay recently. The only problem is it collapsed in on him and he got stuck. Benji, he literally dug himself into a (laughs) hole. (laughs) When they said, stop digging, mate. He didn't listen. He didn't listen. (laughs) Devon and Cornwall police said emergency services were called by the Coast Guard to Fistral Beach in Newquay, where they found the man trapped in a hole he had dug. Fistral Beach? Yeah. Sounds painful. (laughs) (laughs) Cornwall's premier dogging spot. Um, (laughs) So the sand sand fell in on him. Um, And the force said that friends and beachgoers all worked together to dig the man to safety. And there is a picture of this with just people gathered around with various types of spades, just digging him out of this hole that he's dug. And when I was reading it and looking at this picture, I just thought, you can imagine being in that situation, you're 18, you've got yourself trapped in like a sandcastle hole. And I'm just thinking, God, this is so humiliating. I just wish the ground would open up and swallow me. Oh, wait, hang on. That's what's happened. And that's the problem. (laughs) Well, I'd quite like to be one of the bystanders saying, yeah, try digging yourself out of that one, mate. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's what you would have said if you were like from Cornwall Fire and Rescue. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Britain's most inefficient fire and rescue service. (laughs) Well, the community fire station on their Facebook actually sort of had a warning after this happened. And they said... This could easily have resulted in crushing or suffocation. Please don't dig huge holes in the sand. Sand is partial to collapse and the dry weight is around a tonne per metre cubed. And this last line in particular, Benji, reminded me of that previous story. You wouldn't dig a hole in the garden and let your children climb in. Please don't do it on the beach either. Maybe should have, someone should have told that to the parents of that lad in Spain. He's been doing it for six years and still going. <laughs> <laughs> don't try this at home. Well, do, yeah. but don't be a tit about it. <laughs> yeah. Shore it up properly. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, we need proper struts and foundations to prop it up. Right, on to the knobbly section of the podcast. Yes. Um, I uh, 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 panic looked for one during the end of your story because I forgot it. <laughs> have you been slightly more prepared than me? Slightly, I panicked looked about two minutes before you called me. <laughs> right. 
so we're good yeah. bit of a behind the scenes <laughs> glimpse at how much effort goes into this go on you want me to go first you go are first, you still yeah. panic looking that's why you want me to go uh, first sort isn't of, it maybe. <laughs> possibly not <laughs> slight panic in the voice. okay <laughs> so my second mention for you to guess is the shiny silver discs Ooh. Is it UFO related? Is it something from outer space, space saucer? It's it's not. I'll tell you what, I'll give you a bit more about the story. Mm. So it's from the BBC News section, and it's a story that Sainsbury's is to stop selling something. Um, metal plates? CD-ROMs, mm. of course, I'm playing CDs with, yeah. and DVDs. Oh my God, really? You've got it. Yeah, there you go. So have you found one for me? I have. Um, <laughs> Is it short, shiny silver disc? <laughs> yeah, it's quite similar. Um, the two touchline trendsetters. Oh my God. Two touchline trendsetters. So is this like linesmen who have been wearing some sort of costume? Mm, oh, close. hang on, wait, wait. Uh, I know it's going to be football managers. It's it. probably going to be Gareth Southgate with a knitted tie, is one. And yeah. go for. It's a look ahead at tonight. Yeah, Mancini, is it? Mancini, yeah. Mancini. Mancini. Um, for all our know... Italian listeners. Yeah. <laughs> We've already ostracized the French, haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> we can do, we can get them to email in next week and tell us how to say things. Um, I don't know what his trend is, though. Um, what does he wear? Well, just a suit, but it's the Daily Mail, you know, trying <laughs> <laughs> desperately. Oh, God. Just just the stuff around the Euros. You can just hear the sort of feature ideas in, in the conference. <laughs> so, do you well, what about, you know, I've noticed um, Southgate's been wearing a tie. Could we do something around that? And it's just like, yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, touchline trendsetters. Well, do any of the other managers wear anything? Not really, but we've got Southgate, so let's do. Well, would, you like to hear, would you like to hear the headline battle of the two touchline trendsetters a look at how the sartorial stars of italy and england managers differ ahead of the euros final well looking at this picture the only thing that differs is the nationality of the man standing in each suit <laughs> yeah another headline for that is breaking football managers wear suits <laughs> oi stop it you sound like a sub now <laughs> where they ring you up on the desk and they say this bit doesn't make sense oh fuck off half of the paper yesterday didn't make sense just shove it in the dread when you get that call it just, got a question for you about your uh, football manager's piece <laughs> oh no please i know it doesn't work but it wasn't my idea <laughs> Ask the bugger who commissioned it. Um, right, I know we're, we're 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 running out of time a little bit, so I just want to quickly um, I uh, want to quickly nod to some of the um, nobbies we've yeah. got for Love Island this week. Um, uh, brace your ears, they are filthy. Chris okay. Bycourt, the sizzling summer sausage and vag fest. Um, Perthy's <laughs> inducing pseudo knocking shop. Botox Bonanza, uh, Jake Johnston's shag swapping game show, um, raunchy reality contest, and Ruth McKee says the Sponcon breeding ground. Don't think that would make it past the subs, to be fair. Maybe the lip filler health warning advert. 
all very very good submissions so they are, they are excellent and i'm sure you're going to lift all of them and try and crowbar them into something <laughs> <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> um I'm going to throw one out this week, Benji, and I'm going to, after the (laughs) detritus of (laughs) Love Island, I'm going to throw out a wholesome one simply with Wimbledon on at the moment. Um, I want a second mention for a tennis racket. Ooh, I like that. I like that. I'm sure our listeners will find some way to make it filthy, though. Yeah, uh, probably. Brace yourselves. (laughs) Okay, what have you got next? Aha, uh-huh. so uh, Sound the Gong, we've made it 10 episodes, 40 stories without a ghost story. Can you believe oh, that? Oh, wow. Okay. And I'm, I'll strap in for the first ghost story then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this coming from Elma Elgie or Elgie, I'm sure she'll be on to me to tell me exactly how, um, from Somerset Live on Thursday night. Um, a self confessed haunted pub has captured the spine-tingling moment a bar measure moves by itself. The White Hart in Corsley and Warminster near Frome has a history of ghosts making itself known to staff and customers, um, as opposed to all the other ones which prefer to hide in the background. (laughs) 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 The gregarious ghost. (laughs) And also, just to take a minute and say that this is a self-confessed haunted pub, so... It knows what it does, and it does it bloody well, right? (laughs) (laughs) So Adele Jill, who runs the White Hart in Corsley with her partner Steve Ellis, said, it's not the only thing that happened here. We call him Henry and believe him to be a previous landlord of the pub. I know it sounds bonkers, but you can smell him. It's like a musty BO smell. (laughs) If I was a previous landlord, I don't think I'd really appreciate that um, description. Yeah. Um, we smell that and then something happens. Before we moved in here, I didn't believe in ghosts, but too much happens. So he does things like um, like touches the waiters up, <laughs> um, opens the chest freezer. To be fair, he sounds like a very greedy and pervy ex-landlord. It's a good uh, job you can't libel the dead, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> He's a stinking sex pest, basically. <laughs> Yeah, sounds like most pub landlords. Oh, great. There goes our sponsorship Uh, deal with a pub landlord association. (laughs) Bye, Weatherspoons. That's why I prefer to go to a a Green King pub. I find them so much more um, hospitable, friendly and affordable, don't you? Yes, and the beer is always well kept with a good offering of quality home-cooked meals on offer. That is the name of the brand, isn't it, Green King? I think so. <laughs> so, otherwise we just lost our sponsorship. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you know what? And it does sound like Henry could be the ex-pub landlord because do you know what their crime is for um, getting haunted by this ghost? Mm-hmm. No. Would you like to know? Yes. Redecorating the pub without asking his permission. <laughs> right, okay. How weird. <laughs> Um, so yeah, it's a simple one, but um, you can trust the mirror online to, so basically the Somerset Live covered it quite straight, just saying the pub is haunted, um, but the mirror online um, mm. thought, thought they'd further stick the boot into Henry and their headline is pub staff claim ghost who smells of BO has been caught on CCTV moving objects. So um, that's the, mind. that's the problem though, isn't it? With the, uh, the other side, the spiritual realm, you know, you still have BO, but links don't deliver. 
<laughs> That's the real torture, you know. You still sweat, but there isn't antiperspirant. <laughs> Oh, that's great. Far, far too long without a ghost story. I'm glad we've uh, we've welcomed one into the fold. So my story now is from a few local news outlets in the US. You know, it's going to be good. Uh, Namely, WHO 13 and KCCI. Uh, But I read it. I read it on the Huffington Post. And I'm going to tell you why I'm mentioning the HuffPo in a bit. But um, again, with this story, Benji, we hark back to a previous episode with some mcdonald's fueled fury oh, which, fantastic. I, which i think we saw in episode one it was where a man um robbed a mcdonald's at gunpoint and demanded nuggets only to find it, out they were one, serving is breakfast this, is this going to affect the deal or do mcdonald's come off sort of all right out of this because we're just it's fine because i'm going to say nugget no i'm going to say nuggets so many times that it's just fantastic advertising <laughs> all right go <laughs> <laughs> um so once again like like the, the robber in episode one, the heart of this story is McNuggets. And Benji, there is something about those golden, crispy fried, preformed chicken chunks that does things to people. <laughs> this <laughs> time round. Remember? <laughs> yeah, all good. Um, please eat as part of a calorie controlled diet. Uh, this time round, things. Do not feed to primates. <laughs> Things start off more civilised in this story. There's there's no robbery, right? It's a Saturday night and Iowa man, Robert Golowitz Jr. has a hankering for some nug nugs. There's no guns involved. Mackies weren't serving breakfast. All is good in the world. He buys the food and heads home. But upon opening the bag, he finds there's no sauce. Dry nugs. This sounds nightmare. like the beginning of a true crime podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We just need some sort of powerful what music. What happened to the small town, nobody could have expected. <laughs> um, but it's at this point things take a turn for the worse, because instead of doing without sauce or using some ketchup from the fridge, granted, both of which are no substitute for the correct sauces, be they delicious barbecue, tangy, sweet and sour or spicy curry. Uh, but no, instead of that, he calls the restaurant and threatens to blow it up. <laughs> I'm sorry for anyone listening to what I've just done to your ear holes, but that is fucking <laughs> What I really like about this threat is according to the different reports I've read of it, he threatened to blow up the restaurant and punch an employee. Now that's a minor detail, but I just love the order of that threat. Threatening to blow up a restaurant and then punch an employee. I'm going to wipe this restaurant and everyone in it off the face of the earth and then even punch someone. <laughs> they say only women can multitask. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Gallowitz showed them. <laughs> As you can imagine, this didn't end well for Robert. He's now been charged with uh, a felony and released on bail. Now, I mentioned this is a local news story, and that was picked up by the HuffPo, and I mentioned that for a couple of reasons, right? Firstly, they have a fantastic second mention for Robert, who they describe as the sauce-craving suspect. <laughs> but oh, That is amazing. Um, copy in, please, Nobly Monsters and Second Mentions. That is wonderful. It's great, isn't it? But there's another reason I mentioned the HuffPo version, and because in the final parts of the story, they've added other examples of bomb threats gone wrong. One happened in January 2019 when a college student in France called in a fake bomb threat so he wouldn't have to see his parents. The the other took place in November 2018 when a New Orleans man was arrested after saying while at a restaurant, you're all about to close right now because I'm going to get a bomb and blow this place up. But he claimed he was actually just talking about needing a massive shit. (laughs) 
<laughs> now, reading those references to previous stories, right, I thought that's more research than most reporters writing this up from a local news site would go to. So either the writer of this is very eager or the reporter here really knows their stuff when it comes to weird bomb threats. Now, the byline on this story is David Moy and Benji, I can tell you it is definitely the latter. Clicking through to David Moy's author page led me down a rabbit hole of weird stories from around the world. And it turns out he covers basically anything bizarre. It's amazing. And David, if you're listening, good work. <laughs> wow. Wow. This is brilliant. Let me just let me just check him out on um, uh, on Twitter. David Moy, is it? David Moy. How yeah, are spelling you, that? Uh, M-O-Y-E. David but, Moy Weird News. David Moy Weird News. David Moy from San Diego, the Weird News Man. <laughs> on, honestly, I, when I was on his author page, I was actually trying to finish off a story. And after about 40 minutes, I had to just like click off because it was just so many like brilliant stories. Oh, fantastic. Well, yeah, that's wonderful. And we're going to make some stuff happen with David because... We'll, any any weird news that happens in the US, we'll we'll send uh, the, the weird man, the weird newsman from San Diego over. Would you say? We'll get him down there. <laughs> that is amazing, fantastic. Brilliant. Nothing well, will I... ever top that story. Yeah. Well, I think that's us for another week, Benji. So, as always, people, please leave us a review. Uh, I don't want to sound like I'm begging, but please leave us a review. Please, <laughs> please do. For just one review a month, you can help <laughs> two journalists continue their podcast. Um, <laughs> and one. do all the... Go on. We are off next week. Yes, we're off next so week. So we're, we're, we're heading over to San Diego for our first meeting with... Crunch Talks Moy. with David Moy. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we'll see you all in a fortnight. All right. Peace out. Bye-bye.